right. Hi. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Um, this is the very first episode, introductory episode of uh, this new, really amazing, so far, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Uh, called Happily Never After. So Happily Never After, and I'm sorry, my name is Reagan Love Campbell, so I'm your host. Um, and Happily Never After is really about, um, well, it's a completely unsponsored, unsupported podcast where a friend and I recount and expertly pick apart as many Hallmark movies as possible, one by one, while we drink, until there's nothing left. <laughs> That's really, it's really our goal here is the, is to pick it apart. Um, it's Hallmark holiday season, uh, you know, now that it's October, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it starts like what, I think this Friday is when they kick off their, you know, 38,000 movies until <laughs> Christmas. With the same plot. With the same plot, same formula, every single one. And lots of makeup and hairspray. Oh my gosh. So much of that. Um, lots of big hair. So... We'll get there, though. So if you're unfamiliar with the traditional Hallmark movie, um, while they're all a little bit different, there's some clear themes or, or red threads that sort of comprise the Hallmark formula that, that we'll get to and we'll break those down. Um, I think one of them, though, that for sure like resonates with me is like sort of this, this 80s or 90s celebrity um, that, that there's always sort of that person. So Child celebrity. Child, definitely a child celebrity. That's or very true. Or if, if you can't quite make it on Dancing with the Stars, you have to hit Hallmark first. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It's like prereq for Dancing with the Stars. I love that. Um, and then there's like the, the other leading person kind of looks decent in good lighting. So that's, <laughs> that's sort of like the other requirement. There's zero other acting chops that that person needs though. It's what I aspire. If I ever enter into acting, I will know I have made it. That's, that's if it. If I end up on the Hallmark Channel. So if you're wondering who this lovely lady is with me, um, this is my good friend, Dr. Robin. So um, I'm very excited to have her on this podcast because um, I think she shares my love-hate relationship with Hallmark movies. Because <laughs> as you all know, like you can't, you can't watch just one. It's kind of like a lace potato chip. <laughs> yeah. and I, you can't like, watch just one. The, you, know, these... you hate yourself for... For actually having an emotion by the end of it. Because you're like, I feel conflicted. You do, because you love it. But then you're like, there are so many terrible tropes. This is and dumbing down all of America. Yes, the misogynistic tones oh, are just like rampant. But it does tug at a heartstring. It, it, does. it does. It does. And normally there's a grandmother like in this one. It's just, you feel. You feel for the grandma. You do. You do. Okay, so let me, let me, let's back up and talk about what are we doing today. So... Robin and I have um, have viewed the Hallmark movie called Hitched for the Holidays. Um, it's a beautiful movie. It's starring Joey Lawrence of Blossom fame. <laughs> Yay! Whoa, right? <laughs> I know Joey. He's the best. Um, and actually, I really do love him in this movie, I gotta say. He does some, like, fun ad-libbing that I, that I dig. But, yeah, yeah I, we'll I, know, get I know where you're going. I know we'll where you're going. There. And then Emily Hampshire, which is sort of the who- like, yeah. if we don't, that's the person no who, idea. I mean, she's I, but there's some light no dancing issues. with the stars in her future. No, I don't think it's coming for her. I don't think they're coming for her. So, um, so yeah, so our real, our, our real, uh, mission here, I guess, if you will, is to take you through this movie. And I would highly recommend, honestly, watching all go watch the movie with lots come. of alcohol yes. or any other substance of your choosing. Yes. We've had, no judgment. We've had rum and coke. 
today, um, and I'm. It's very. It's lovely. Very At some point, we're gonna have to stop and get some more. <laughs> um, but we'll let you know when we do that, or maybe we'll just edit that out. And then um, we want to take you through this movie. So. We want to take you through it kind of chronologically to a certain extent, you know, talk you through the movie, what happens. So by the time you leave this, you kind of know what the movie's all about. Um, and then you definitely know how we feel. Oh, you definitely know. <laughs> about this movie. Holding nothing back. There, This is a no holds barred <laughs> podcast. Uh, so I guess we should start with kind of what the movie's about. Yes. So... I would like, always, this is how I, I will like this to structure, is that my guest gives us a 30 second, 45, I don't know, one minute, whatever, synopsis of this movie. So Robin, what is Hitched for the Holidays all about? Um, it's desperate <laughs> to start with. Um, but honestly, you have two people, a man who's attractive-ish, and a woman who's attractive, um, and they both come from separate types of family. One is a good, wonderful Catholic family. The Absolutely. other is a completely meddling Jewish family where both of the main characters feel that their family is, is pressing them to get married so badly yes. that they go on to um, Hallmark Craigslist, which because Craig beats his wife, we're going to call it Ricky's List for the sake of all of the viewers. Does Craig really beat his wife? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm just saying, yeah, possibly. Right. Um, they just didn't have the rights for Craig, I think. Yeah. But they they post something asking for a, a fake a fake person to help them get through the holidays. Yes. Um, I just have a problem. The movie was done in 2012. I'm just starting off with this. Really? Wait, you haven't got through the synopsis. I know. But fake spouse in 2012. Murder. Rape. Hasn't that happened yeah. in 2012 off Craigslist? Anyway. Yes. Um, Ricky's List, they find each other. They end up faking their way through holiday parties and family time together. And um, one family is very Jewish. The other is very Catholic. Again, so you already know what's going to happen there. Um, A lot of fumbling through these religious... Yes. And then in 15 whatever's. days have found the love of their life. It's less than that, girl. I think five days before Christmas and it goes to New Year's Eve and and it makes me it makes me sad it makes me sad on a lot of levels but I also look to it as a roadmap yes. for how to get married by Christmas I, I am single and it is it apparently this is what I'm missing in my life absolutely I mean if you didn't take that away from this I don't I don't know what you were looking for this what is you're waiting this for. is why I'm single it's because I I obviously don't put ads on Craigslist <laughs> well Maybe if it were Ricky's list. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so I think as usual with any Hallmark movie, so I'm going to introduce sort of my next, you know, besides the 80s, 90s, 80s and 90s celebrity, child celebrity who looks good and then the other person looks good in, in decent lighting. Second commonality in all Hallmark movies is that the main character lives this extraordinarily sad life. <laughs> Yes, because mostly because they're not married Only in their thirties or late twenties, as you pointed out. I their think ovaries are sad. Right. They have right. no use for life because there's not an Amanda, please. Eggs are drying up. It's Completely. very dire. and and they're just going to be a spinster for the rest of their lives Absolutely. because they have no value. Yeah. Aside from it, and also along with that, I, I would just say that I find it interesting that these the the characters in most Hallmark movies have quote unquote interesting jobs that mean they make no money. 
No. So they're very pathetic. <laughs> well, I put lives an extraordinarily sad life, but is also professionally successful. I feel like in so many of these movies, it's like 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 Robbie Joey Lawrence, that's his character's name, mm-hmm. is. Like, he's, like, this successful ad executive. And, he, well, he's a freelancer, but he gets jobs and he's working all the time and whatever. Yes, but, but he's, he's the guy, so he's allowed to make money. Well, that's true. And she's a theater critic. So She's a theater critic. Yes, and her name is Julie in the movie, uh, this this Emily Hampshire, the, yes. the Who character. Um, <laughs> the Who character? Because oh, who the hell is she? Okay, so <laughs> She's a theater we critic, and Never she makes $20,000 a year. But still has an amazing place to live. She has a great apartment. That apartment in New York City. In New York. Yes, movie takes place in New York City. You know, so, you know. We'll get into that. Yes, we'll get there. Okay. So, I mean, I, I really did find this movie to be cute and funny in so many ways. Um, so, you know, I started calling Joey Lawrence J-Law OG because, you know, Jennifer Lawrence <laughs> is sort of the new J-Law, but I was called J-Law OG. And then um, my husband, Jason, reminded me last night, no, no, he's, um, he's... Joe Law. <laughs> Which totally works. It totally works. All totally right, works. Joe Law. I can get with that. Um, so the movie kicks off, and uh, Joey Lawrence is in this in this New York City cab, or Robbie. I'll call him by his character name from now on, Robbie. He's in this New York City cab, breaking up with some girl in a very, very casual way. <laughs> because, of course, he can't meet new girl and have, you know, be yeah. with somebody, right? So he has to have just broken up with somebody to kind of make the story work, right? So, sure. Um, it was kind of odd, like, the way he broke up with her. It was very casual. It was just like, yeah, yeah, this isn't working out. Like, let's just end this. And girl broke, like, girl hung up on him, and then that was it. And he just didn't care. No. Yeah. And then he goes to family. It's like Sunday dinner, and it's it's like the Sunday ritual. Yeah. Girl I met on Monday was kind of desperate and cute. Things might have worked by Wednesday. Not really thinking I want to take her to my friend's bar on Friday because eh, she's, you know, she has a little you know, tick or something, and so break up with her by Sunday, just in time to go home and not have to tell my parents about her. Absolutely. So he pulls up to parents' house, which is clearly in Queens, because, I mean, I lived in New York, they they live in Queens. (laughs) It's just a Queens house. This is what it is. And he's wearing, like, this odd, he's wearing, like, an eight-piece suit. (laughs) He's got, like... That you know he's not smart enough to get into one of them. (laughs) There's definitely a costume department. There is a shirt and a vest and a jacket and a scarf and pants and a cummerbund and a bow tie. I, like, did he I really have a cummerbund? No. Oh, okay. But like, I would it die. felt like he did because there was just so many pieces oh, to this yeah. suit. This suit was over-engineered <laughs> to a T. Nobody goes to work like that. And unimaginative for an ad exec. Yeah. Very. I mean, sharp dressed, yes. But yes. And Joey Lawrence. I mean, good looking guy. You know, short, but good looking. Okay, fine. Sure. Fine, sure. Um, so they're at the table. And they are waxing through. First, I have to cut you off for a minute. Okay, fine. So, the first point I need to make <laughs> is that, so first of all, if you don't know this about me, which you won't. She's eating a plate of chicken. I'm just like I'm you. totally eating a plate of chicken because I'm starving. <laughs> is I beat the feminist drum kind of hard sometimes. Okay. It's been a week for me, so I'm beating it really hard this week. But I was kind of impressed by the fact that Joey Lawrence at least wore as much makeup, if not more, than all of the under other underpaid women in the show. I mean, let's face it. A lot of it. makeup on that guy. Yeah. A lot of makeup. Yeah. The only right. other person that has a name is Mary Lou Henner, who plays the Jewish mom. Yes. Oh, um, that's totally, yeah. And you know that she's probably still not making as much as Joey Lawrence made in this horrible, horrible, wonderful movie. <laughs> if we want to call it a movie, I don't even know if we want to call it a movie. We'll call it a show. 
But yes, and the then swords. throughout the rest of the, the show, I was mesmerized, staring at his face, wondering, is it makeup or is it plastic surgery? But there was something odd about the smoothness to his face. That boy is But just, his hairline, like, went right into his skin. He is just a baby-faced gentleman, and do not take that away from him, <laughs> Dr. Robin. Okay? Don't Fair. care about this. Fair. This, this dismissal that you want to do of Joey. He has the baby face of just... I mean, his face is like a baby's butt, and it, it's a beautiful thing. Um, sure, but that's all good and well. I'm just saying. You're not feeling him, but I am. It was, it was, it wasn't, the skin tone was perfect, and if that is honest to God, his skin tone, more power to him. But the eyebrows and the hair melded into it. It just looked it really like. It does run right in. It, I didn't know how to take it. It was distracting. <laughs> it was distracting. But anyway, that was my first initial reaction. Okay, so and then he goes to some parents. He goes house. to parents. To, you know, so they're at the Sunday dinner, um, and we're we're really getting this this whole idea of him that he is this commitment phobe, right? He cannot. He it's hard for him to decide, uh, like to, to make clear decisions and stick with one thing. Um, he he needs to keep his options open. Like that's kind of the guy that he is. So. Um, and, and then I love old grandpa with the sexist joke at the table oh, about women being high maintenance. Yes. Like, um, I'm sorry, did you see the makeup he was wearing? <laughs> even, even the woman he quote unquote falls in love with wore less makeup. Yeah, absolutely. Just saying, if we're going um, high maintenance. Yeah. And again, the eight pieces that he had to button together. Oh, right. That coordinate. Please. Yeah, please. Don't. Please, it's it, not the woman's it's fault. It's not Lisa, the ex-girlfriend who was high maintenance. It's this guy right here at the table. Yes. It's yes. your baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But the, okay. the sexist jokes, yeah, they anyway. were great. They were but wonderful. That's important because that's that's who women are in a Hallmark movie, are just yes. like either sad, desperate women or high maintenance women. And I think we'll see that as a theme throughout these uh <laughs> these various these yes. these, these various breakdowns. So um so, you know, he can't make a decision, you know, chicken parm or, or no, veal parm or eggplant parm or whatever it was is hilarious, like blah blah oh, blah. Oh, he takes both, they laugh. Yes, it's uh -huh. very funny. Um, cut to... I'm getting more rum. Oh, please. Yeah, please. Pour it up. Um, <laughs> as Rihanna would say. So, um, cut to Julie, who is our female protagonist, if you will. <laughs> she's... And she's got the high-pressure mom, Mary Lou Henner, in the Jewish household. Okay. Um, and, and, oh, yes. But high-pressure is not even... That's an understatement. Yeah, that's, we're not really characterizing her She basically exactly right sold her word. daughter's ovaries. <laughs> she was... To any Jewish man that had a doctor or law degree. Oh, I'm sure at this point she has already had her freeze some eggs <laughs> at just a local case. hospital. Just in case. Just in case. At the Jewish hospital. There is, right, because there is no faith in this girl to find a man. No. As witnessed by the man that is at dinner with them, this terrible podiatrist guy. But, like, at the same time, I'm sort of like... What's wrong with footsie podiatrist? I mean, okay. I know he's boring, but what's wrong with dating a doctor? Is that bad? Is that a bad thing now? It's not a bad it. thing unless that's your goal in life is to pick the doctor out of you know. Let's All go right. to every doctor's office in, right. in in wherever they are in New York. All right, I hear you. He's a complete nerd, which can be endearing. Absolutely. The footsie for a podiatrist, though. I mean, how much more cliche can we get? I mean, I know it's Hallmark, but even that is cliche. Yes. So podiatrist was trying to get. Trying to get frisky with uh, with girlfriend under the table, which and by the way they had dated before, so her mom's like bringing back all her ex boyfriends. And the story with Julie is that she had been broken up with, um, or this is what we what we what we're told what we're told is that she'd been broken up with on New Year's Eve by her fiance last year. And so there's all of this desperation and 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 
like rush to get her a date right now because god forbid she has to get through the holidays this year without a man yes but um, you know they you know. they say that later but yes it's just and, oh my gosh i and i just I'm, I'm bringing it back to realism for a minute at what point do moms of daughters get to the decision where it's like, you know what, we've been a feminist and we don't want to be taken advantage of, we don't want men taking advantage of our little girls, but we're going to go ahead and just give in because it seems to be working for the guys, so we're going to do it to our daughters. Yeah. Let's just pimp you out, yep. you know? Pimping her out The most so misogynistic person you can find, I think you should marry him because he makes six figures, yep. which, let's face it, in New York City doesn't mean a whole lot anymore. Right, right, right. Word. But he's a doctor and he's Jewish. Yes. But this is a little social commentary as well here. Yes. Social Sorry. social economic commentary I can't stop from Dr. That. Robin. It comes out. <laughs> I try. I really try to hold no, it back. You girl, you don't hold anything back. Uh, All right. So we've seen the, the, the high pressure situation in the Jewish household. That's a lot stronger than the last one. Yeah, yeah, that's very strong. I like it though. It's very good. We need it. So cut now to Robbie. Back to yes. Robbie, who's in the Nursing home with grandma or hospital. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. With with his grandmother. So he has a very special relationship with his grandmother. It's very, you know, she is near and dear to him. She calls him her favorite grandchild. Which is <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, of course, because he has a sister. And so the men are most important. Oh, right, 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 right. Of course. Yeah. And she's already sucks. married. So therefore, she's, right. she's, she's fine. She's taken care of. Um, somebody's taking care of her uh, 24-7, 25-8. So um, <laughs> she reveals in this that, that, you know, she asks, oh, so it's so funny because she asks him, like, oh, when are you going to get married? When are you going to settle down? And he's like, ha, ha, ha. And he makes this joke about, oh, the only time I'm going to be walking down an aisle is in the supermarket, Grandma. Because <laughs> so, that's original. So original. Mm-hmm. So then she says, well, and she pours on this whole sob story about how her dying wish, because we learned that she has congestive heart failure, which, I mean, that's kind of a death sentence, right? Yeah. We know that. So very sad. And we love Grandma. She's she never leaving the sweet. hospital. No, she's not leaving the hospital. She's there. That's it. Mm-hmm. Her dying wish, we learn, is for Robbie to have a wife. Um, or, you know. He has to at least be engaged. She wants to meet the woman he's going to marry. Exactly. Right. Right, right, right. Very good. Um, and, of course, happiness equals marriage and settling down. That's that's the trope of that course. we're dealing with here. That is the assumption that we're dealing with here. And so he takes this complete... So my whole thing on this is he takes this complete 180 from... Then the only time I'm going to be walking down the aisle is the supermarket to, <laughs> yep, I've got a girl named Rosemary, Grandma. He makes up this fake girl named Rosemary because he sees some roses on the um, bedside course. table. Because he's not smart enough, even though he's an ad executive, to come up with a random <laughs> name. He has to have some kind of inspiration. Boom, or or the nightstand. Ad executive cannot come up with something better. He like, totally sees something that inspires a thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no questions from Grandma. <laughs> No. Grandma has no questions. She does because not make heart, a connection. Congestive heart failure means that she's also a complete idiot. That's why I put she's totally senile. Grandma's also senile and has congestive heart disease. Yeah. yeah. Because I think she, it's proven through the rest of the movie, too. She, but she her can't. facial expression game is on point, man. I aspire to that. I mean, if you guys don't know Reagan, Reagan has amazing facial expressions. I have she's already game. exhibited Throughout the last 20 minutes on this podcast. Oh, I'm famous for my face game. Yeah, she At is. At work and, and otherwise. Grandma, Reagan, I mean, she, she could... 
Oh, yeah. You'd win, but... Right. But she, she'd be a good competitor, I think. Nobody's going to beat me in face game. Bring it on, Grandma. <laughs> All right. So, Grandma's senile because she does not make the connection that, like, first he just he just said five, it. literally, like, 35 seconds ago that he was not going to be walking down the aisle with anybody except in a grocery store. And then now he has a woman that he is looking to marry named mm-hmm. Rosemary. Okay. Um, great. So that's good. Who's the love of his life? Yes. No one knows anything about her. Nope. Never met her. He hasn't yet either, but that's fine. That's beside the point. We're going to do this because grandma's dying wish. Yes. I mean. Because everybody. I think the the other theme here is what is worse, Catholic guilt or Jewish guilt? And watching this movie, I don't really know the answer to that. It's seriously a battle of the religions at some point in this. And it's, it's very good. Oh, grandma's Catholic game. Oh, on point. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, she basically guilted her grandson into getting married. Because oh, yeah. I mean, who doesn't live their life to fulfill their grandparents' dying wish? I know. I mean, I wish I had asked my grandma on her deathbed, like, Grandma, what do you wish the most? And then that way I could have... No, I've done it. No, that's not something I'm going to do. So... <laughs> and if she said a really good man who happens to be bald, you'd be on point. <laughs> you know what? Grandma lived her life. Okay? <laughs> I'm living mine. All right. So... Now we are at the point where we're we're seeing Julie or you know the the would be Rosemary <laughs> at work, and this is where we learn she's a theater critic. Yes, but clearly not an effective one. <laughs> no, she's too nice, of course, because she's a Hallmark beauty, which means she's a sweetheart and has no idea how to be mean. No, no idea. No because idea. Joey is the mean character. Let's just point that out. In every Hallmark yeah. movie, there is a mean character. Yes, and typically they do end up being women. And the theme is that the woman is mean because she doesn't have a man in her life. Because it's the only reason a woman would be angry about anything in this world. Yeah, or she's trying to get her man back. Yes. Right? So it's like this Anger's sinister... A yeah, like she's like a sinister character because she's scheming, right? Yes. To get back her man. Like that's the, that's the hallmark tropes that I've seen is this like this angry woman trying to get her man back or the sad, depressing woman because she doesn't have a man. Yeah, so we have sad, depressed woman. Right. I think Joey is Joey, Robbie, the character Robbie, yes. is the angry character. He, he is a little, he's jaded for sure. Definitely, yeah, he's I wouldn't say jadedness. aggressively angered. No. But um, he definitely has some anger there. But aggressively drunk at one point, which we'll get to. We'll but. get to. <laughs> and we find out why later, but he's very much the angry character. One point so I she's need sad to make, and nice. Yes, but one point I need to make about um, Julie, you know, homegirl, is that, I, like, her hair... And you know, I don't, I don't live to make fun of the way people look in these movies. But you yes. have to stop and and because you know they don't look like that in real life, right? And there is a pause to take at how much hair this girl has on her head at any given time during this damn movie. Like her bangs do look fake; they are oddly straight. Like she looks like she's wearing a wig with these enormous bangs. They are. They're like at least one inch thick, people. And I'm not talking about one inch across her forehead. I'm talking about one inch from her forehead out into the 3D world. Exactly. Yeah, it's like the, the three. She's days. very pretty, though. I mean, she's a pretty woman. She's, she's very, very attractive. Cute. Her makeup is pretty good. But yeah, the hair, and, and full disclosure, I have crazy big hair some days. Like, Texas and I would get along great some oh, days. you'd be so good there. Me but, too. Yeah. If I just yeah. didn't blow dry my hair, my hair would be just like out here. It'd be great. Well, yeah. Right. Well, right. <laughs> But my Robin's white, I'm black, so that's just kind of the, the It's just how it is. This. But uh, I, yeah. in my notes I did write all bang. Like she's just so much bang. She's very bang. It's a lot of bang. Okay. Blunt bangs too. And I've never right. been a fan of that hairstyle. Yeah. 
So she's having Way this conversation. Point. No, we're good. We're good. She's having this conversation with her coworker. They were like walking down the hallway about like how her mom totally sold her out to the doctor dude. Like she's, she's yeah. talking openly about her mom pimping her out. So what 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 also gets me with these is how people find themselves in these so-called pickles. I'm doing air quotes like pickles. And it's like, actually, if you just tell a person you don't want to do something, it's that friggin' simple. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, like, okay, mom, back off. Right. So she's like, how am I going to get out of this? Because her mom set her up with podiatrist guy for... The whole week. The whole week. Christmas to New Year's. And what is that even? Like, who... I don't know. Is that I hide. really a thing? Like... I don't think so. Oh, well, I've got a, I've got all these commitments for every day of the holiday. And I get that, like, Hanukkah, there's eight nights or whatever it is, but, like really are we really getting together every freaking night like like no. i really gotta sit up in your face and eat not dinner my all family <laughs> <laughs> i live 500 miles away that'd be a lot of gas yeah girl 3,000. it's not gonna happen no. um so yeah it's just kind of a little bit odd like maybe just don't call the dude if you don't want to go out with him or like is it crazy to think that there are people out there in the world that let their parents like run their lives like that I think there are. Yeah, it's. Really I mean, sad. social commentary. Yes, it's it's kind of yeah. scary. It's and, very and scary. No, I have. Reagan's mother is amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By all accounts, yes. Um, I have felt pressure from the parental units at certain times to do things a certain way, and I apparently am very disappointing <laughs> in some aspects. Not, not at all. all. Not at and all. I don't really think very disappointing. I think just kind of like, a, oh, she's not doing what I think she should do. Like, oh, I would have done this. I'll okay. be able to tell her I was right in about a couple of months. So let's just wait for that period of time. Meanwhile, I will be horribly supportive of her. Oh, there's nothing worse than the mom that likes to tell you I told you so. Like, come on, man. Like, that's not that's not cool. Yeah. Know? Well, but and that's both moms, I think, yeah. are mm-hmm. kind of very much that way in this movie. And Absolutely. it's I do know a lot of people that are scared to tell their parents no. And to which I say, you need to move out of your town. Because most people that I know that are like this have never left. Even if they went to college... Like more than yeah, thirty minutes they did away. It close to home. Yeah, they exactly. came home every weekend, and then I went home every weekend too. But I also yeah. went to Europe, and I tried to yes. get get around and visit new things. So, yeah, I think it's a bubble, and Absolutely. it's very much an American thing. Yeah. is to live in these bubbles. Absolutely, so. no, a hundred percent. I have a, a very good friend who I think kind of falls into this trap as well, where mm-hmm. like always lived at home, lived at home during college. Even after she moved out, it was like she lives, you know, 15 minutes away or whatever. And so just lots of control and lots of, like, yes. meddling and, it, and, and It's whatnot. great if you are if you like that sort of thing, the meddling thing. The control <laughs> thing I worry about, and I think sure. you need to see a therapist and probably yes. get something for that. Yeah, the seeking approval is a little much. Yeah. Like, well, you're 30-something well, years yeah, old. Yeah, they're in stop. their 30s. Like, right. like, let's grow up. Yeah. No, this is great. Very good. So then we run into, after we're like, how am I going to get out of this? <laughs> We run into I know where this is going. Creepy Meet work guy, creepy sexual harassment guy. Who's a sports writer because that's not stereotypical at all. <laughs> so true. Right? I mean, brainless I football, didn't even catch like that. high school football quarterback, thought he was going to marry the cheerleader. Right. The cheerleader ended up being smart and married apparently a doctor or something, I don't know. His name is Huck, His which name is, is so just like Huck. might as well be Hike, you know. <laughs> but really, I mean, let's he makes a comment, which again, my feminist drum, because it really freaking pisses me off. 
If you're at the holiday grow. party, and I don't know the exact terminology here, but if you're going to be at the holiday party, I'm not responsible for my actions. Yes, you freaking are. Yeah. Oh are. my gosh, you are never not responsible for your actions. You are. Like, call HR. Someone get this guy out of here. Yeah. We allow this stuff in romance movies, but then we have this whole movement called hashtag me too, and people are shocked. Yes. Like, really? Like, we celebrate this, and then we're upset about it. Yeah, yeah. Stop it, Good people. job, Hallmark, at like perpetualizing, perpetuating, <laughs> perpetualizing. That's it's a good word. word. We're good. We're Rewind good. that. Perpetuating <laughs> crap stereotypes about men that are supposed to be funny because yeah, he's they're funny, he's the life clearly, of the party. Yeah, he's clearly the comic relief in this situation. He's not comic at all. But he made he me want to kick him funny. in the nuts. Like, no. I really wanted to castrate oh, him. My note said, rather than grab him in the balls and drag him down to the HR department, she tells him she has a boyfriend. Because the boyfriend is the answer to all of the problems of in course, the world, right? Of course. A boyfriend who ends up being a hell of a lot shorter, but that's a whole other. <laughs> we saw that later! Because, because apparently he's scary. Oh my gosh, how about this? If I'm shorter than you, I'm closer to your nuts. And my knuckles that have rings on them will do some freaking damage. So oh, yeah. back the hell off. My wedding ring will cut people for real. <laughs> if, oh, you don't, no. if you don't have a wedding ring, I do not have face. a wedding ring. Man, go to the jewelry store, Claire's, whatever no, it is. Just buy that big cut. rock. Yes. It just happens to be cut in a certain way that like the prongs are out and just this thing, it ruins yes. towels, which is a not huge great. square cut yeah. fake jewel that's five dollars. Alright. Yes. Yeah, that could do some that could do some bruising. We're, we got we got tools here. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Yeah. Excuse me around this whole sexual harassment thing. Sexual yeah. harasser guy. He pops up a couple more times. We'll get there. Oh, we'll, we will get there. But Huck, because that that exudes. I wear a wife beater and drink Budweiser at home. That's what I do. And my lazy boy. Cheap beer. Yeah. It's not even Budweiser. It's like no disrespect to lazy boy. Natty light or something. But, yes. Yes. Like out of a can. Can't even spring for the bottles. You gotta get the can. All right, so now we cut to <laughs> Robbie, who is, let's is where we get to Token. So, oh, Token. Token! Oh man, if you don't watch South Park and no Token. Anyway, Robbie gets a tip about Ricky's list from his buddy, I believe, right? At the club. Yes. I think he's at the club. They're at the club. He is now with his best buddy. He has he has now left the eight piece suit and he is he is now opted for the deep V. <laughs> like deep V. Like seriously, if I wore that to a bar, man, I would not be paying for a drink. This is the deepest V on a man that you have ever seen. They don't it's a woman's shirt. Let's just it's a woman's shirt. Deep V with the chain to accentuate how deep the Pretty V is. Sure, Joe Law is wearing a deep V from the women's and again. <laughs> The concealer and foundation game is on point. He is so... Very, yeah. though. He is so smooth. I walk into a bar and see a guy sitting there like that, I'm not even going to try. Because I know it's not worth it. Because I don't have right. the right parts. And then he's talking with the other guy, so you're really putting it together. So, yeah. but, you know, so so he's got the tip about Ricky's list. Julie gets a pop-up on her PC about Ricky's list while she's at her apartment. So it's all lining up, right? You're seeing this whole storyline coming together where now we're pulling... Robbie and Julie together into this story around Ricky's list. Um, they click on this strictly platonic link of course. <laughs> on Ricky's list. Because is that a real thing on Craig's list? I, I don't know platonic? if it actually says strictly platonic, but oh let's Lord. face it. If you're on Craig or Ricky's list, because mm. it might be a real thing by now, and you're clicking to find a friend that's yeah. strictly platonic, you need to get laid. Right? Perhaps. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that. No, I mean, maybe not. It's true. Maybe you've, you've 
hurt your hips some way and you don't need that, but you still want man attention or female attention, or maybe you haven't realized that you're homosexual yet. Right. 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 No shame anywhere around this. It's fine. So I shouldn't say that. I know lots of people. When you move to a new area, you use Facebook and other things to find friends. But no, yeah, meetup groups. In the right. context of this Hallmark movie, this is very. We're troubling. gonna put an ad out for a fake boyfriend. Yes. And we're gonna get a bunch of responses from creepy looking men, which they could have done a better job at the creepy looking man. Yeah, they weren't that creepy. They, I would like, probably ew, take ew, like ew. half of them out. I'd be like, okay, he doesn't seem like he's gonna kill me because really that is the baseline when you're on Ricky's list. We'll just start using that for now on. You're thinking, does he look like he's gonna come to my house and rape me or is he gonna murder me? And I don't mean to make fun of this because this stuff really happened, but this is how you judge people. Right. I mean, and these I don't... people all look like they would take you out to a nice dinner and treat you well. They may I, be boring. I but... would say, though, PSA to all women that I don't know you can tell that from a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But I didn't make that clear enough. So she calls herself Holiday Angel. Oh, can, yeah. Can we talk about the name? I mean, really? <laughs> Holiday he's... Angel just needs a friend for the week. And he's Humbug Harry. Which is actually, his name was much more clever than hers. Well, because he's an ad executive that makes a ton of money. Oh, right. So he couldn't, yes. he couldn't come up with a better name than Rosemary I actually Grandma. really love that name, and I hate to admit this. What? Rosemary? No, the, the Humbug Harry. Oh, Humbug I was Harry. like, I oh, know. I would totally take Humbug Harry out for a date and be like, yeah, well, then you feel like another... you can turn him into a, a whatever, right? Oh, yeah, yes, because we're always trying to change people as women. Okay. That's what we do. So, one comment I need to make here, because they have this scene where she gets out of bed, and she's wearing, like, like, I I just don't wear silk. Can, can we just have a conversation about pajamas right now? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it depends on where you are in your life, because I'm just going to point this out. Reagan, you're not trying to pick up a guy. No, that's true. That's true. But, uh, but like... So if you know you are spending the night stone cold alone, are you just in a t-shirt and shorts or even a t-shirt in your underwear? I mean, that's how I go to bed. Like, if you feel pathetic, like I have many times in my life, you will buy something. Now, I'm not saying I wear the lace strappy stuff to bed. Because that, I mean, let's face it. She had on full you silk spend, pajamas. Yes. Now, I don't know that a theater critic can actually afford silk pajamas, but if we're going with the stereotypes here, she well, is maybe Jewish. Maybe it's like so the target value. Or the target variety. But then they're not silk. They're fake silk. Which is fine. It could be fake silk. It's a silk black I would totally skirt. wear that to bed and then like train myself to have these amazing dreams based on that. But yes, I would and wake she, up and feel. And then she gets up and she's got this silk robe to go on top of it. Yeah, see, I, no. This is not my I don't world. make enough money to buy the matching robe. This is not my... Listen, I don't... It's not about the expense of it. It's just about the feeling of like... Do I need to put on a half negligee to go to bed and then like if I'm single I just no. don't I don't see it if unless somebody's no, coming most over times I pass out whatever the heck <laughs> yeah there's whatever. normally a yoga pant or some kind of exactly knit legging. short <laughs> yeah <laughs> leggings have happened a couple times yeah like it's t-shirt and underwear like yeah. that's what tank top yeah tank top whatever and know. let's face it right. I mean if your boobs are that furgy by all means wear the silk thing to bed mine are not and they need help so even when I sleep if I'm gonna look good waking up I need to go to bed and she wakes up, there. and the mascara isn't even, like, under her eyes. Let's no. face it. If you forget to take your makeup off, you look like a freaking drunk raccoon when you wake up in the morning. Well, we know that this is a I woke up like this situation where we're supposed to just believe that the face that she woke up with is not, like, has not been in hair and makeup for two hours and then crawled into bed in her negligee and robe. <laughs> 
What? Even with the next lady room? woke up. Have you ever worn anything silk? And in 30 seconds, have it not creased somewhere? There you go. I mean, not even creased. You are, you are really, this is like, this is some 48 hours I have aggression today, I'm sorry. <laughs> some 48 hours shit right here. All right, very good. So, um, <coughs> um, so she finds his response online. She woke, she wakes up to his response. I do need to. Okay, go. Quickly. Get in here. We, we wrote notes. Reagan's rolling her eyes because she knows I'm my not. notes. Well, I never do that. Oh, you totally. You roll your no, eyes every 20 no, minutes or cru- you will have an aneurysm. Eye rolls are crucial to my face game. Yeah. <laughs> crucial is an understatement. My boss tells me that. <laughs> her Ricky's List ad, by the way, says something, and I wrote this down being like so thinking, please, please. Please, no woman watch this and actually do this because you will end up dead. She writes, help me get through my holiday party. But help me is in quotes as if we can't make a more euphemistic kind of ad on Ricky's List Strictly Platonic. She's sort of trumping with the quotes too. Like, Oh my God, why I can't believe need, you said why, that. Like, I love that you said that. Why do you need quotes around help me? Like, I know, because, because you're literally asking for help. Because help me in quotes means like I could use an orgasm. It doesn't mean come to my holiday party so my mother will back them yeah. up. Yeah, right. Help me is like cheeky now. Like, yes. no, None no, of this you, is cheeky. That's not what you meant, girl. You just meant actually help me get through my holiday yeah. party. Like the, you don't need the quotes. No, Donald. because <laughs> oh my Donna, God. I friggin' love you. But go to a bar. <sighs> I mean, if you really need someone that last minute, go to a bar and pay for some guy's drink, and he'll probably go to a party with you. And listen, she found not Joey Lawrence. She found Joe Law well, on Ricky's all, list. Yeah, Don't... I would not find anyone that looks that good. No, and, and he's not even my type. But he no. he still looks pretty good. He my type. He's definitely your type. If he grew a beard, I love a good beard. Ugh, I love a good beard, Dan. I'm sorry. I don't, enjoy, I'm the sorry. I don't I'm sorry. enjoy beards at all. I apparently have some I like facial hair. Of... I don't enjoy beards. Um, like you That got... is facial hair. If you no. have a mustache, you look like a child molester. I'm sorry. You look like the app on the news. No. No mustache. For sure. Okay. We are, we are okay. at the same place on that. Thank you. However, Thank you. I do not want a beard that is longer than like... Oh, well, no. Deep I'm not talking, like, I'm not talking, like, Duck Dynasty beard, because that's fine for them, and if you like that, I'm all for that. I don't that, even want half of that. Yeah. Get out of here with that. I want a good, solid, like, I just want a hint of flesh if you over can, there, but that's Yes, if you can get stuff caught in it, we are not going anywhere. <laughs> like, yo, there's some lint in your beard, homeboy. <laughs> like, no, that's terrible. All right, which is exactly why you like baby face, Joey. I do, exactly. All right. Very good. Okay, so... So they so meet. They meet. And, and their friends their friends are like, get some FaceTime before you. Which I was thinking, like, they're going to go get a coffee, like, two They should advance. have. Because who? I'm sorry. The very first time they meet is, like, 15 minutes before her <laughs> holiday party. I don't know what kind of job she thinks she has. No one is meeting my coworker unless I feel comfortable <laughs> with you meeting my mother. Because my mother could hate you because she probably is going to no matter what. But if my boss thinks that I'm slumming it down, I'm not getting the raise because he thinks, well, she doesn't care about herself. It's so weird. Um, but but I do like that they meet and they acknowledge that it's weird. And I they did do. write that was for cool. them. Yes. I, is it good for them? Like, yes. Like, there are right. some realistic parts of this. There really are. And that's why part of me really I, loves And I've met people movie. online. By all means, I make fun of it. But I have met people online before and sometimes it works out. Sometimes it's, it's It's please go home and forget... Yeah. The town that I said I lived in. 
<laughs> All right, we have to move through this faster. Okay, so they have some rules. They set up some ground rules. Um, that it's. Oh but, my gosh. But of course, they do the ground rules. When they get to the holiday party. I so know, this right? is all very late. Again, they should have done this at coffee two days ago. But and no physicality from the woman. Big shocker, because now she's also a Puritan. Yes, but then as soon as Huck, so of course they're at her holiday party, sports Huck, writer. sexual harasser, sports writer guy shows up, um, and she full on, like, makes out with with Joe Law. <laughs> Which is, Sorry, so Robbie. So we Julie... Force, like totally forces herself on on Robbie. Yeah. He doesn't seem to mind though. No, he's not. He's not upset at all. And he did sign up. Um, because of course, PSA: if you're being sexually harassed at work, force yourself on the undate you've got going to ward him off. Like that's that's oh, really exactly. what yeah, that's totally logical. Because because he's. He's really picked up on all the cues to this point, so he's that smart that he's going to pick up on the fact that if you're making out with a guy. That you're not interested in him. He's just looking at you probably thinking, that's just sexed him up even more. Yeah, like, I can do some things with that tongue. That is what he's thinking! Exactly! Yes. We're all the same. Meanwhile, Joey Lawrence is like, I thought we said no physical stuff. Which, I mean, really, let's face it. If we all, let's just say, we take the break and we're going to put an ad on Ricky's list. We're kind of hoping it's a super hot guy that yep. is a really good kisser. Because yeah. at the Absolutely. end of the day, you may not want to sleep with the guy, but you still want a good kiss. Absolutely. Just saying, put it out there. Absolutely. No like, shame. Yeah, put it on me. All right, I like that. I did like the whole, uh, and this is, I'm calling him Joe Law on this one, because this felt very ad-libbed and, and Joey Lawrence, not Robbie character, when he kind of did the eyes on. Oh my god. So it was kind of like, you know, when you do somebody, like I'm watching you, and you do the two fingers, like to your eyes, and then the eyes. De Niro did that in yeah. the... Meet the Fockers movie. Oh, there you right? go. Yes, yes, yes. That whole move. He did that to the guy, and it felt very ad-libbed, and I love it. It was very cute. Like, very cute. Very cute. And that, that I think, like, he's got a certain sex appeal that's... Um, he talk, does. He's talking I, a little I, bit. I'm going to make another stupid point. Okay, go ahead. Do go it. Go ahead and roll your eyes now, because it's, it's coming. Okay. I don't understand, <laughs> and I, I made it here, even though I could have totally done it at the very first scene, but I don't understand the men that wear the big gold ring on their right hand that has like this flat front and I'm like what is that like okay my grandfather was a mason they had their stuff whatever but at least his ring looked nice but this whole like I'm part of a fraternity of men because because that's gonna make me like you anymore no what is that this just no what is so funny it's weird because I kept thinking is that his right hand or his left hand is there something else that's gonna happen I wrote a note about this when I wrote about the eight-piece suit way at the beginning. Yes. He's got this obnoxious gold ring on his It is obnoxious! Here. It's well, not even normal. It totally brought me back, though, to the whole, like, Joey and Chandler episode on Friends where Joey gets <laughs> in the big obnoxious, like, gold bracelet. Yes. It's like an Italian thing. I don't know if it's just, like, harkening back to something like that, which is also it's, a trope. Like, it's kind of racist. Like, <laughs> what? But is Joey Lawrence in the... Is Robbie he gives, Italian? He gives, he gives me a... He does, but his sister doesn't look Italian. His mom. Well, girl, this is some people that they patch together as a family. It's not his real family, okay? (laughs) But if you're gonna go with the Italian, (laughs) well, I mean, I feel like well, you know, his mother does have the sight, so maybe. Because Joey kind of gives off that end. He does give the vibe, but there's no longhorn from the necklace. (laughs) That is very Italian. All right, flat gold ring. That seems like I'm very self-important. It just felt very Joey Chandler gold. Bracelet. I, I'm same good with that. Situa- I'm good New with York that. situation. It felt very All much right. like that. Holiday right, party. So, and we, um, we promised to take a break in a minute. But oh, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll do the holiday party and take a break. Absolutely. So, 
she they get to the bar. She doesn't drink really. Cause, yeah, cause gotta keep work. up that wholesome Hallmark image, right? For the ladies, he's fully in with the drinking. <laughs> oh my god, he had three gin and tonics and three beers. Which I'm thinking to myself, he hangs out with his friend at the bar, and apparently his friend owns this bar. I get this later on, but yeah. whatever. Oh, three really? gin and tonics. And so three token beers? guy owns the bar. You need to explain to people what you mean by token guy. <laughs> Well, so he, like, we'll get there. We'll get to, we'll, we'll get, get to there. Okay. There. Yeah. Um, so basically at the holiday party though, so he's basically. Joey's drunk. He's, yeah. Because Joe Wall's drunk. He is drinking all these things because he can't, dis- again, this is kind of like the eggplant parm versus the veal parm. He can't decide what he wants. So he orders like a vodka tonic with a beer chaser and a shot. Like. Yeah. Because he can't decide, which is ridiculous. Dis- Nobody yeah. does that. You have a drink Once that you like maybe. and you order it. Yeah. Like, and you feel it. You feel it out. And guess but you what? don't get drunk on a first date with someone at their holiday party. Well, and guess what? You order your vodka tonic, and then you can order a beer next time. You don't need to order all three drinks at the same time. Is he dumb? Like, I thought he was yeah. a bad exec. <laughs> this is you. not smart behavior. Uh, no, it's not smart behavior. It's, I don't know. I've never lived in New York City. I, I just assumed it was part of the New York stereotype. But as we know, of course, they're just trying to show us something in a movie. So, yes. I get it. He's uncomfortable, so he's going to drink. Yes, and he's... He can't decide, so he's going to order all three drinks at the same time, which nobody would actually do in real life. Yes. Fine. Fine, Hallmark. Fine. But he's an amazing dancer. Drunk or not, I'm thinking to myself, like, hell yeah, I'd dance with that guy. He is getting it, okay? Drunk or not drunk, he is getting it. He is twirling homegirl. Homegirl falls into hook. Sexual harassment guy. I know, because that wasn't planned. Not at all. Um, And then she's like, listen... You gotta, you gotta calm this down, buddy. Like, mm-hmm. you, he's had too many drinks, he's drunk, he has just danced his face off. <laughs> he's yeah. a dancing machine, a dancing queen, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, listen, if you can't handle me, this we're isn't done. gonna work. Yeah, we're done. Because obviously he can't make decisions, so if you make him make a decision, yeah, uh, he's done. She has backed him into a proverbial corner at this point. Oh my gosh, such a big corner, too. I mean, yeah. heaven forbid you only have one drink <laughs> instead of 15! Well, and you just at someone her. else's work party. Yes, and you just flung her into the sexual harassment guy. Yeah, which by now I'd be he pissed. should know that he's the sexual harasser guy because of the hallway incident exactly. earlier, where she jumped him. I exactly. mean, seriously. So it's fine. So he's like, "I'm out. Peace out, home girl. Like, peace out, Girl Scout. I'm leaving. Yes. You know, you're. If you, you know, this isn't gonna work between us. If you can't, you know, mm-hmm. deal with me how I am." You know, I'm just, this is who I am. Yeah, because I like deep v-necks and and gold (laughs) pinky rings, and you've got to be down with that shit, or else, or else I can't fake act like I'm going to put it in you. I mean, really. (laughs) Because we're not going to do that, because you've made it perfectly clear. (laughs) But we got to act like it, or Huck's going to be all over you. I can't fake act like I'm going to put it in you. That is ridiculous. I've had way too much rum. Sorry. You're amazing. No, you're amazing. All right. Let's take a break. We're going to take a break. Cue the music. Oh, I don't have it together. <laughs> we'll do music later. Okay. <laughs> Give us just a minute. We'll be right. Because you really need all of that. <laughs> you need that second verse to kick in a really instrumental. Do. Hey, guys. All right, we are back. We are back. We are back. And just so you guys, because you can't see us, Reagan gets very into the music. (laughs) 
and there's gestures and facial <laughs> expressions, and, yes. and I've decided I've had too much rum. I mean, Celine is so perfect for this, right? I mean, let's just talk about the music choice. Okay, first of all, y'all don't know, but I got a text message about another song, which I love, and Reagan making fun of how dramatic it was. And I had to remind her that my life is very dramatic, and so I fit in with Adele and Adele-esque music and love it and cherish it. Okay, but y'all know that Hello from the Other Side <laughs> is every Hallmark loyal watcher's favorite song. Like, just stop, you know? Hello from the Other Side. You know, that's just... They are in that. They are doing the gestures. They are closing their eyes. I also do that. <laughs> Full disclosure. If there is an Adele song, I am acting that shit out. Oh, I mean, send my love to your new lover. That's my jam. But uh, hello, mm -hmm. I just, I can't get into it. Okay, so let's get back to this crazy Hitch for the Holidays part two, if you will. <laughs> Part two. Because. Part two of this, because we needed to take a break to assess how much rum rum in his head. That's right. And how to calm her ass down. That's right. And where are we at in this in this breakdown? So we have gotten to the place where um, they were at the Christmas party. He got all drunk and left because she couldn't handle his drunkenness at her work party, which is actually not a bad thing. Um, if you get drunk at my work party, we're going to have problems. Uh, yes. This is my work. This is my job, okay? This is the job that pays my bills for my New York apartment. If you can't come to my New York apartment work party <laughs> and I'm not hold it together. I know, right? From all the gin and tonics, then it's fine that you leave because you need to leave. Um, that's not really for debate. My job is sacred. <laughs> well, and let's face it. So Anybody I, who knows me knows that. Honestly, I can't remember if I said this before we went to break or not, or if I said this at the break, but... I will take you home to my family before I will take you to my work party. You did say that. You did say that. Yeah. And you know what? Word to that. Because moms, like, she can get over stuff. They know you well enough to know that sometimes you feel a little desperate. Right? Because right. we've all been there. We have yeah. all been there. Yeah. But if you take someone, and I was telling Reagan this, as a woman, you take someone that treats you like crap or acts like that in front of your boss, your boss is thinking, maybe I don't yeah. have to give her a dollar raise. She'll settle for 50 cents. Exactly. Your boss no. is signing that paycheck, and your mom is not. So that's the exactly. difference. And Mama forgives you. Your boss... <laughs> definitely does not forgive you. Right. And then you end up in a roach-infested apartment. So let's not get there. <laughs> we live in the South, by the way. Every place down here is infested with roaches. It's very true. hard to get over for a northerner. It's true. Everybody needs roach baits in the South. But anyway, we'll, 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 we'll hang back from back that. Back onto this. So next morning, um, homegirl wakes up to the sorry email from... Which is pathetic. Because if you're going to do a sorry email... like. Yeah. Okay, they've gone to this work party together. They don't even know the real email addresses. They're still messaging through Ricky's list because that is straight up legit. And I'm sorry for being a jerk. Only because his token friend the night before says, you better apologize for that if you want a girl to get your parents off your back. That's right. So he apologizes because his friend tells him to. It's like three lines. Sorry. That shit is weak. And she's pathetic. For being like all smiley happy because oh, she he apologized. She was so happy. In her silk freaking pajamas. <laughs> what? That nobody wears. For real. No one. 
and except for being has... those really pathetic nights, but that's a whole nother story. But she still has so much hair on that head. <laughs> <laughs> that's in my notes. Okay, so they make up. It's all good. Nobody's drunk anymore. So he takes her to visit grandma in the hospital. So because that's the that's the first thing you do with this quasi stranger is, you know what? Let's bring her to visit grandma. Like we could. We're not wait. gonna prep you for it, by the way, at all. <laughs> no preparation, and we could we we couldn't wait until grandma was just at a a, a family function. No, we're oh, gonna okay. take her to the hospital room that grandma is in with her congenitive heart disease. With the roses. With the roses. And not tell you that we told her your name is Rosemary because we forgot because we're that much of a player. Zero preparation. Um, that's what I wrote in here. Can't even tell grandma her real name isn't Rose. Oh, well, that's actually another part. Okay. That's a whole nother note that I have written down over yes. just Terrible. stupidness. So they meet grandma. Grandma takes to Julie immediately. Um, she objectifies her for a few moments. It's one of these like, look, turn around and let me look at you. Yes. Let me look at your, and by the way, the actress, right? We've said what we've said about her and what she looks like. Correct. She has amazing, like, English porcelain looking skin. She does. It could be makeup. I don't want to judge. But she has amazing looking skin. Crazy hair, fine. But the skin is on point. So, Grandma's looking at her. Oh, you're so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, you make my grandson happy because you've known yes. him for two freaking days and got mad at him that he was a drunken fool at your holiday party. Yes. Doesn't Life know a good. thing about this Julie character, Julie Rosemary, mm-hmm. but has decided that because she has kind eyes, again, air quotes, um, she's going to make her grandson the yes. happiest that he's ever been in his life. Uh, yes. They should um, get married tomorrow in grandma's eyes. Oh, and she eventually does say that. Yeah. Um, but before we get into the hospital room, she reiterates again that he's not going to get any. Because that she, really helps. Yeah, it's like every time she sees him, she's like, we need ground rules, you know, we're not going to do this thing. And it's like, please, Girl. just fake promise it. Because that's what it... Because the more you say it, it's Stereotyping, really but... The more you want it. And then he, like, goes in there. And I, I think it's right before he goes in there. I can't quite remember the timeline. But I wrote down... That he refers to himself in the third person. Which I'm just telling you right now. Guy does that. He's too self-important. He's not doing anything for me. No. no. Yeah. If you ever call yourself by your own first name, yeah. shit is done. No. Because that's a, what have you done for me lately down the road. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, he is, you're right, self-important. Just, you know, mm-hmm. nobody should do that. And, Reagan so, says. he introduces her as Julie, and my grandmother is like, what about Rosemary? And he's like, oh. Her because she reminds me of a jewel. First of all, I completely threw up in my mouth at that moment because that is straight up ridiculous. And I love pet names. Like there is one guy in my life that. Anyway, he's a pet name for me. It doesn't matter what that guy does. If he calls me that pet name, I'm just like, oh, I miss you. And it's pathetic, and I hate myself for it. You but should. you should. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> appreciate appreciate your support, Reagan. But there's something about a really good pet name. Don't lie about the pet name. You're right. Just, just, just own it. Own, own the pet it. name. Own the pet name. Own Absorb it. that into your life. All right. We can tell other people now. about it. At this point, again, I'm wondering if it's just the makeup or a facelift, but we'll leave that. So next, they go to the in-laws. They're trimming the tree. So he's. So we have brought Julie. Robbie has brought Julie. This is the Catholic hour. We are Catholic <laughs> hour with the Jewish girl. Catholic hour. What is more fun than that? With the Christmas, right? So, and I did air quotes around Christmas as well. So, we are trimming the tree. 
Um, you know, Julie breaks the this. I mean, so she's this is what's ridiculous as well. Okay, we know that Julie is Jewish. We get it. But to pretend like she has never interacted with a Christmas tree <laughs> is utterly I mean, fucking ridiculous. Isn't New York known for their Christmas tree? <laughs> she, she ain't been to Rockefeller Center with a damn Christmas tree when they light that mofo. Like, stop acting like you don't ever know what a Christmas tree was yeah, yeah. before this moment with this all man of my that Jewish, you don't know. Yeah, all of my Jewish friends growing up still had a Christmas tree because Christmas oh has gosh. become so commercial in a way that everyone wants to celebrate Christmas whether your faith is Christmas or not. You had a best friend growing up that was not Jewish that was Catholic or Christian or whatever that had a damn tree and you know what it is to put an ornament on that damn tree. And if you're that Jewish, you Ricky's list would be like Jewish platonic friend to act like my husband. Yes! Yes! Or or what would Hallmark call it? I don't know what they would call it, but they would call it something stupid and then we would be all over it. Okay, so she's trimming the tree. Cardinal sin. I mean, we're in the Catholic house, so that yes. works. She breaks the great-grandmother's order. She breaks oh my a gosh. family friggin' heirloom. It is 116 years old. I just got to say, now I have a five-year-old. Reagan, you have a five-year-old. Yes, they five. <laughs> we have Boys been five-year-olds. Like, how the hell a 116-year-old ornament is broken by a Jewish girl who happens to just be faking a relationship with a good Catholic boy? Like, some people would be like, Jesus is making his point. No, it's an ornament. My gosh, if you had kids, that ornament would have been broken uh, probably 70 years ago. Yeah, quit acting like that's a real thing. Now, I could be bitter because my son has never broken an ornament, and I have, but chances are, if there are kids involved... Yeah. And, a and just tell her, don't touch the ornament. Right. Yeah. Nobody like, I was expecting, her. like, great-grandma's ashes coming out of it. Like, the way they acted about it. Nobody, Ridiculous. Nobody warned her that this was a, like... But okay. they're all holding their breath super dramatic. They were. They were like, <gasps> she's got the, she's she's got the ornament. She's got the ornament. She's going to ruin it. By the way, if you place it that gently into a tree, it is not rolling out like that. That was not going to fall And it's not going to do it, it in slow-mo. That was, I think Julie was set up. That was a oh, damn hell yes. That and was Joey's like, just like, oh, sorry. That was like, who shot Biggie and Tupac? <laughs> you did so not that say brain. that. No, How did you about. bring that into Hallmark? <laughs> How did you draw that comparison? That is completely oh, logical. Dude. That's a logical next step. I love you, girl. <laughs> I'm Soledad O'Brien right now. Okay, anyway. <laughs> did you want, girl, oh my goodness. Oh, that's another podcast. When, when Ice-T talks about... Um, Snitching, dry snitching. Oh my god, you need to watch that. All right. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> next movie on the list is gonna be Ice Tea. Apparently, we need can a little I, bit more of that. Can Ice Tea made a Hallmark movie. <laughs> he totally could. I want that so much. But then he has to date a white woman that is like way in a different league, and then there's gonna be some weird like. L.A. ghetto versus L.A. high class. It's going to be weird. <laughs> They're going to work through it, though. Yes, Hollywood Hills versus Compton Inglewood. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I see it. I see it. Let's. I'm going to pitch that to Hallmark after this podcast. I'm going to send in this podcast and then pitch that movie idea. Okay, so <laughs> they... They... What? Oh, geez. Where are my notes in all this? Okay, so they go... They're having dinner, and deathbed grandma shows up at the door... <laughs> First, uh, I just need to be clear with this. I had no idea it was deathbed grandma at first. I'm like, when did the other in-laws show up? Because she looks like a whole goddamn different person. She's in a she's in an evening gown. Because 
did she stop at Macy's on her way home? What the? I just said. With this diamond brooch? What? what? She got all gussied up, checked herself out of the hospital with congenitive heart failure, and which grabbed is, a cab to Queens. Yeah, which is what she told everybody happens, because this is totally normal. I mean, New York is a little, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Never been there. Listen. Really don't think you can be doing that. No, it's, mm-hmm. it's not a thing. Um, and so crazy mom, you know, so Catholic Julie, Julie, not Julie's mom. <laughs> Catholic Robbie's mom. Yeah, Robbie's mom. Who is quintessential Catholic, like could be Ray Romano's mom. Yes, absolutely. She's, not the, not Doris Roberts, but could be Yeah, what is close. her name on that show? I don't remember her name on the show. I but anyway, but she's, she's Ray, Ray Romano's mom. mom. Yeah, <laughs> she's totally, I love, or everybody loves Raymond mom. Yeah. Um, she thinks that Julie brought grandma back to life. Also WTF. Well, yeah, because she has visions. Because not only are we Italian Catholic with the pinky ring, we are Italian Catholic that we have visions and there's such a thing as the eye. And yes. This woman has no visions. Is the spearhending Guadalupe? Like this. Guilt trip up the wazoo. Like, I am sorry. I do not want my son to get married because I want him to. Or even my grandkids that may or may not have the potential of being real. Like, this, why there's guilt a lot trip? going on. There's a lot going on here. And I'm this. pretty sure there's a competition over whose guilt trip is worse. Right, right. No, there's a lot of guilt. But Grandma, on. she brings it strong. Yeah, but Grandma is ready to party. So then they have to do, they're, everybody's so excited, everybody's so happy, they have to do this compensatory holiday kiss under the mistletoe. So Julie and Robbie, who the only kiss they've had at this point is when she mauled him at her holiday party. Because of how the sexual harassment. In sports writer. <laughs> Right. In order to ward him off. So now they have to do like a real kiss under the mistletoe, which neither of them enjoys. Yeah, right. Oh Um, my gosh. I would totally have grabbed his ass. I'm sorry. (laughs) He doesn't have a beard. That ass. Girl, and all that makeup, get over here. (laughs) That eight-piece suit. Yes, it took a while to get into, but it does drape very nicely over his body. Talk about objectifying people. If you're going to objectify a woman, I'm objectifying him. Equal opportunity. So... We'll stop Sorry. objectifying uh, Joe Need to Law. come back to life. Okay. <laughs> so the next night, her family. She tells her family he's Jewish, but gives him no above the board Nothing. warning Nothing. that she has done this. And <laughs> So they're at the front Wait. door and it's like, by the way, you're Jewish. Yeah. Which, let's be honest. We knew it was coming. Okay, but seriously, let's, let's, pit, let's, let's, let's pros, or let's put these two together, right? Let's juxtapose. Yeah. Jewishness and Catholicism, right? Yeah. Like, it's way harder to be Jewish. Let's just be oh, honest. Yes. There are these prayers you have to write. There's a whole, you have to know no. learn Hebrew. Like, I, I'm not saying anything. But, it's just a lot of technical details. It is a lot. And he There's a menorah out. lighting that you have to do in the right order. And no, mm-hmm. you don't blow it out. Like, this like, is a whole yeah. thing. How you going to Truth just be told, though. Not give warning on that. As soon as you find out Julie's Jewish, you know this is coming. <laughs> Like, I see you trying, Hallmark. You're not fooling anybody. Like, we see your game. We see so, you, Hallmark. So, yes. We see, like, Joey. Like but, the, yeah, yeah, like the, I see the parents, you. we see you. I see you. With but, <laughs> everyone and their damn mother knows you do not blow out a menorah candle. Uh, yeah, that didn't like, make really? any sense. That, like, no, that is so, everybody knows why that. Why would you light them and then blow them out right away? <laughs> if you're an adult, you may not know which order to light them in. I'm totally cool with that. That's plausible. Blowing out the menorah candles. Every person that has a brain cell has picked up on that. You just lit them. (laughs) What? Like, you would at least. It's not a birthday cake. (laughs) 
<laughs> you would at least wait till after dinner. What the, like, yeah. what are you thinking? So, so they walk in. We should preface this by saying they right. walk in. Right. She's trying to convince her parents. He says his name's Marina Witz because <laughs> Witz makes everybody Jewish. So, I'm Byers Witz. Obviously. Yeah. Um, Lo- totally Love cool. Campbell Witz. <laughs> Love Campbell Witz. Oh my gosh. That is brilliant. Um, and by the way, her parents decided to invite, without telling anybody, her brother, who happens to be a freaking rabbi, because right. we're laying the Jewish, non-Jewish thing on as thick as possible. Right. Brother's a rabbi. Of course. And they want him to do the honors. I'm sorry. I've been around Jewish people. I've actually participated in Jewish celebrations. No way in hell is anyone asking the Christian to light the menorah. <laughs> what? Well, they think he's Jewish. True, but still. He's not acting A new like person. It. He's not doing a good impression. No! Let's give that to the bro. Let, let's let bro, bro rabbi. You're a rabbi. The rabbi is going to do it. I'm sorry. Or the mother, yes. right? Because she runs everything. Yeah. You don't let the, the, the new person, yeah. you don't even, you've never met him. He just, you don't know if he's a good Jewish person. He just abdicated responsibility on that one. He's like, you know what? I've been doing this all night. I don't want to freaking do this. You freaking do it. You know, Joe Law. Maybe, but <laughs> Joe, but Joe Law, Robbie, nothing Marino about wins. Robbie looks... Let's, he doesn't look Jewish in any way, shape, or form. I mean, he has the suit. But, but that's, that's a lot of the... Yeah, right. It's not And so she takes his off. hands and helps him. And they light the menorah. They say the prayer. He's kind of ab-libbing it. He does do really well at ab-libbing it. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he blows out the candles. That's what, that's what I'm having, like... I'm having congestive heart failure over this. You don't blow out the menorah candle. Am I... We've been over this. You're yes. right. <laughs> Okay. I need to so, stop. You're good. <laughs> so now we have mass with his family in the same damn night. Yes. I am overwhelmed already for them. I am not on board events. with this train. I am not on board with this. No, no. So yeah. I wrote a damn, this is a lot of events. A lot of events. Now, of course, she shows up prepared because she went to like, what is it, Christmas.net or something? <laughs> she said she and went to the Christmas website. And Christmas carols. Again. If you have a brain cell, yeah. you know the words to most of the Christmas carols. Listen, this, no, they were... It is shoved were, down our throats. They were in Catholic Mass. This was like Hosanna in the highest or whatever. Like, if you take yes, me to Mass, I, I got that memorized. But, like, she's... That's, I, well, I knew all the words of the song, but maybe that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I just assume it's common. Maybe not. She did her research on Christmas.net. It's on and cracking. She's got it printed out on a piece of paper. She opens that jam up like she's at the Emmys mm-hmm. with her award speech. She's, like, ready to go. She's on it. And she's singing. Doesn't even try to hide it in the hymnal, by the way, which not is cardinal sin. Not at all. Like, I mean, I mean, but they, but see, here's the thing. They know she's Jewish, so it works out. They're yeah. like, hey, they, they just love her even more now because she did her research. It's beautiful. Potentially. So. Then. Yeah, this is where it gets a little bit. Like, this is so not yeah. Catholic. Swicka, swicka, what? <laughs> I can't even deal with Reagan right now. It's 2 a.m. Right. Because I, and I've never been through a true Catholic mass. But it's 45 they, minutes. Yeah. So I don't know how two hours went by. It didn't. 2 a.m. in New York City, you can't find a cab. I'm pretty sure you can find a cab in New York City at 2 a.m. Because that's where they make bread and butter. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, I have never had a problem getting a cab, except for New Year's Eve, which we will get to later. Oh, yeah. Which we need to get to quickly. <laughs> so, yeah, because we're 20 minutes into part two. Okay, moving on. They get invited back to Joey's parents' house because they're like, you're never going to find a cab. Just come back to the house with us. And by the way, we're going to let you sleep in the same room, and it's our idea, even though we are super Catholic. 
Yes. No. We are there totally... would be a crucifix in that room. Someone would be putting holy water on you. And they would be making sure someone is sleeping on the damn floor. Girl, I don't care how old you are. His mama does not care at this point if he is bumping grinding with whoever. <laughs> but she throws the girl shade. Like, white Catholic version of it. But she nonetheless. Hey, she doesn't. Like, you're going to be sleeping with my son. And then, awkward opening up, period. Yes. Right. Because there's always, so the guy takes the floor, he gives her the bed, which is, yeah, of course, the chival- the obligatory chivalry. <laughs> That's, That's not happened. chivalry, but oh. yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I Keep my Hallmark body warm. Hallmark would say, That's chivalry. This okay. is Hallmark's definition of true. chivalry. Very true. Boy takes bed. Bring or, me sorry, boy reality. takes floor, girl takes Thank bed. You. Okay, Thank very you. good. So, um, and then there's this touching um, reveal of how... Um, which I got major problems with. Well, let's see. Which part are you talking about? His, his story. Reveal? Not the fact that he revealed anything. The fact that his story is so fucked up. Okay. so she... <laughs> And then later is brushed under the rug, which is a whole other issue. So he reveals that um, his mom would disappear. Did, now she would just then. leave. Leave her two kids in the house alone. No, no, no. For hours. And grandma would show up and, like, take care of them. No, no. That is not the way it went. So... He, so that is so the way it They went. first made it sound like when he said his mom would leave, air quotes again, it made it sound like she was leaving for like, she would leave for a couple of days or a week. Yes. And I think, and I think that did happen. Probably. But then but it was like, know. she'd disappear, leave overnight. They never really talked about it. Um, and then the last day she left was when he was 14 and it was Christmas day. And they had no idea if she was coming back. But the reason he's so close with his grandma is because grandma would come over and be with them and right. help comfort them, yes. which is awesome for grandma and makes me love her even though her crazy facial expression guilt trip thing <laughs> is kind of wrong. But of course, through this, to make grandma look good, we have to villainize the mother. <laughs> so Completely villainize yeah. the mother. Which later it sounded like she went to the mall a couple times, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we will definitely get to that shit. But... Perfect Catholic mother disappears for right. hours. Doesn't tell anybody she's leaving. Just disappears. As a child, my heart is breaking and I'm thinking, what the hell just happened? Yeah, absolutely. But it's totally cool and she's now Mrs. Claus at Christmas <laughs> and has to decorate everything. Yes. And everything is amazing. And right. she thinks you need to find a wife and she can't understand why you can't settle down. Exactly. I don't know. Because you left! He has abandonment issues, clearly. All right. Um, and then Julie shares her story of the fiancé breakup on New Year's Eve, which is sort of Her and her fiancé break up on New Year's Eve. Yeah. That is all we know. That's all we know. That's all we know. And so he immediately assumes, sorry, this is the soapbox, I'm sorry, this is Hallmark and the feminism coming out. Everyone assumes that the guy broke up with her and she's sad and pathetic, so now she can't handle New Year's Eve by it's herself. never been said in that way. <laughs> Never been said. Never been said. All she but, said is they broke up. But he assumes it. Mm-hmm. And he pities her. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he feels bad and his heart breaks. So oh, he falls yes. in love with the sad, pathetic woman. Because that's what every man really wants in his right. life. And that is really the uh, the I cornerstone and the foundation of all Hallmark movies yes. is this, this sad, pathetic woman. So, um... So he's back at casual hour with his token black friend. <laughs> yeah, when, when we say token, you need to know... This is the only black man in the movie is is Robbie's best friend at the bar. We're meant so to the, really believe that he's the only black man in New York City. because Pretty much. Because I'm pretty sure there'd be a lot of, I don't know, Latino men, Latino women. Sure, or bring on an Asian, Asian person. people thrown in. Right. Let's, 
let's... There's got to be an Indian somewhere in New York City. It's New York City. Come on. But everybody's white except for the guy that hangs out at the bar. Right. Please, let's stereotype that even more. Right, right, right. And uh, we won't get into... He calls a $100 bill a C-note. I can't even deal with that right now. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. It so. was so ghetto. I can't even take it. Um, so we get the obligatory... You better get married because you're not getting any younger from grandma. Like, get out of here with your old ass expectations. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I think he goes back to see grandma. I can't remember exactly where that happens, but I don't know. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. So they decide they're going to go on their impromptu date at the play. Yeah. She invites him to a play. They're always like in a cab and they're like having. I love their little like moments in the cabs, you know? Yeah, they, they, they are chance. sweet. Yeah. And I actually wrote in here that I feel kind of bad and that something's wrong with me because I did smile and, like, get all fluttery sometimes. No, and I hate to admit that. I love this movie. Like, there's parts of this movie that are so really? cute. That's a strong word. Okay, love is a strong You're right, you're right. You know me, I embellish. But, I mean, I, I do really like this movie. I mean, there's parts of this movie that are, like... You root for them, even though you're, like, something... Absolutely. This is so wrong. Absolutely. Why are they dragging me into this horror? Yes, they just reel you in. <sighs> but there are these moments in the cabs. <clears throat> they are very they, sweet. They get a chance to sort of debrief after these moments with their families or whatever, and it's really, really cute. So, very, very cool. Um, so they go see this, you know, she asks him to play so that he's like, oh, is this part of our arrangement? And she's like, no, it's, I have a free ticket. Like, I love yeah, how she said that. Like, yourself. homeboy, yeah, I have a free ticket, dude. Like, if you don't want to go, it's fine. No, like, she doesn't, I mean, she doesn't take it that far, like, angry black woman, but she, she does, <laughs> let me real back in, but she does say, you just know. Just angry woman. Just angry woman. I think woman. we all would be that way. <laughs> yeah, but she's just sort of like, you know, um, no, I have a free like, ticket. Calm like, calm down, calm down, partner, you're not getting laid. Right. Because, again, we have to reinforce that she's wearing a chastity belt and nothing's gonna happen <laughs> that's right that's right those keys are in the ocean right now okay we'll get them we'll get them for her. um so they go see the play together and i wrote here great job of toning her hair down for the impromptu date like yes finally when there's not an obligatory event to go to they tone her hair down and she actually looks like a normal human she with does. not texas hair um, crazy bangs Thanks but not Milano. Yes. Um, By the way, Milano Cookies has freaking toast and marshmallows. This yeah, has totally changed my life. This is the best thing in the world. This is not a commercial for them. We but might it be should be talking with our mouths full in a moment here. Um, so I don't. What did I say? I said I don't know if J Law OG put that move on me. Done. Um, so yeah. So he. So they're done. Walking. As in, you would have sealed that deal. Oh yeah, girl. So <laughs> they're walking after the movie or after the play. And they're talking about, you know, do they like the play? And she's a she's a critic, right? So she's got to write a review, you know, some sort yes. of review after the and fact. She's sweet because she's nice, and she can't be an actual critic. Exactly. So because you know, uh, you know she's got oh, a, she's got a nice problem. It's Hallmark, right? Exactly. She's too nice for her own good. So and that's been her problem the whole time. That's what we're led to believe. So he's like. Listen, that's not a good play. Like, you know, he's trying to, you know, so the, the sort of overtone here is that he's trying to help her see, like her friend at work has been doing all the fucking long. But because she's a woman, it doesn't matter. Of course. But now this white knight is telling her, you know. Literally. Literally. Um, you got to be more critical. You know what I mean? Like, that wasn't a good play. Like, just say what it is. You know what I mean? Because just people be are going to waste their money on it. So, of course, she actually writes a critical review. We'll get to that. But we will. Can we take a minute here, though? Please. The way he describes this play is how most people describe Hallmark movies. I'm just pointing that out. Okay, back to regularly scheduled podcasts. So, as much as I hate to admit this, he does this, like, he puts this move on her where it's like, well, 
what if, you know, like you care so much about their feelings. So she's like, oh, I just care about the feelings of the people that I'm writing about. <clears throat> Which is nice and everything. Noble. Lofty. But, like, his point is, okay, but, like, what about me? What about my feelings? So, like, if I told you to kiss me right now, would you do it because just because I asked you to and you wouldn't want me to feel bad. And she was like, well, no, I'd only kiss you if I wanted to. <laughs> With the coyest smile. Oh, totally. And then... So she they, had big teeth, too. I mean, she, gorgeous smile, but very big teeth. As another person who has big teeth, word. So... <laughs> yeah, it's not a negative thing. I'm no. just pointing it out. I am also a big tooth person. So... <laughs> yeah, I'm a small tooth person, which is a whole nother. We'll take a picture and you'll see. Um, so, God, no. she tonight. kisses him. They kiss, like, kind of like as an actual real kiss. And I'm telling you. Oh, they were all into it. If he put that move on me, we'd be on my apartment. Reagan would not be a one and done. And she'd be pregnant again. No, this is not in my real life. Calm it down. (laughs) Anywho. Um, All right. Then we get to, I think it's, you correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. My next thing that I remember is... Catholic mom mm-hmm. finds Jewish mom's phone number and invites her to dinner. Oh my god, yes. So the families can come together because their kids are going to get married. Hold on, I need to say something. This is 2012 when this movie came out, not 1984. Yes. There ain't no phone books. No. How, how would you find somebody's number? Oh, girl, without, we gotta talk. Without asking somebody for the number. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, I can find stuff. Oh, Okay. Maybe I just Chances are, know. though, I'm finding an email address or I'm stalking someone <laughs> through social media, though. Oh it's not, not necessarily a phone number, but they're old-fashioned people. Okay. Right? I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna I'm go pretty sure my mom would find someone's phone number and call them. This was not believable for me, but whatever. They had to move the story along. So They did, and, and who knows. But So, we get to this point where, you know, they've got to go to Robbie's house. Everybody. Julie's family, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for some sort of Christmas, is it Christmas it, Eve? No. No, it's after Christmas. It's after Christmas at this point. But, um, Robbie's great idea is that while my parents love decorating and if I tell them they have to take their Christmas decorations down, they won't do it. So I'm going to tell them I'm converting to Judaism <laughs> because that is fun and it's something that you can make fun of and make light of. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's your soul and eternal damnation. But that's a whole nother story. <laughs> You're going to tell them that. And so Catholic people go nuts, hide everything but one minor crucifix. Yeah, they're totally comfortable throwing their own traditions in the trash. <laughs> because Robbie's getting married and will do anything to seal this deal. That's what I White garland, like 50 gazillion blue stars of David. And 50, blue, 50 gazillion menorahs. They're not menorahs. They're Kwanzaa candles, people. <laughs> because we find out that jo- <laughs> Robbie's sister's husband is a complete idiot. And instead of going to the one store, yep. they were closed. So he goes to the Kwanzaa store. So And bought Kwanzaa lamps. Which we're not going to make fun of just Catholics too few or candles. just Jewish people. We're throwing all the black people in the mix, too. Everyone. Listen. Equal opportunity. Sorry, Kwanzaa people. <laughs> So, yeah, one less candle. And I don't know anything about the Kwanzaa candlestick, but apparently it's big and there's seven and not eight. Yeah. I don't know. So, basically, and I love love Joe Law's uh, comment here, what is this Hanukkah for dummies? (laughs) Which was like, for real. 
They didn't even get that far. No, they really didn't. They said shalom. <laughs> I counted it 50 times and then gave up. He's also back to his AP suit. <laughs> it is on point. It looks awesome. I'm Jewish family at some point during this, and it's gonna be beautiful. Jewish family is very uncomfortable. Yes, but through all of it, they end up having a fantastic time. They have a fantastic time until Grandma's up and dancing, and then oh, congestive heart failure hit one. She falls on the couch. We don't know if she's dead or not. They forgot just because she has makeup on doesn't mean that she doesn't still have congestive heart no. failure. So we're gonna have this amazing dance that I don't know the name of, and I'm very sorry because it sounds insane. But there's Habanagila. I know that that's the song they play, but I don't know the actual name of the dance. Sorry, we're Joey not Grandma. <laughs> grandma faints. Somebody will tell us what it is. Everybody goes to the hospital. Yes, the whole thing blows up and they break up because it's just like a disaster, right? Like, Everyone comes clean to the hospital because yeah. that's what you do. That's what it's, it's true, right? Hospital equals truth serum. Grandma could die. I need to tell you that this is completely fake. I'm yeah. not converting to Judaism. Right. I've never been Jewish. My last name is Marino, not yeah. Marinowitz, because that's hard to believe. <laughs> and the thing that really kind of takes it over the edge is we've just been using each other. Like, that's the whole thing. And she's like... And but he says... Can I act it out, though? Yes, go ahead. He says... Because he says, we've just been using each other. And she goes... Right. We've just been using each other. And then she stomps off. Was completely stomped I feel like that was Academy Award style. That that was pretty good. Okay, thanks. Your eyes are glassy. I haven't seen a tear fall down your cheek <laughs> no, yet. No, I, okay. I know. I mean, I feel like she didn't cry, so then I didn't want to take it there. Yeah, I... But why didn't she cry? Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. She was because ready. Because of the actress? I mean, she was ready. <laughs> so now at this point, what I love about this is, you know, it's all blown up. They break up. So now everyone just reverts back to their old habits, right? Nobody has taken anything they've learned oh, from this five or seven day experience that they've been in and actually applies it to their, their current life. So we still, we go back to non-committal Robbie, overly nice Julie. They've learned nothing from each other. Even sexual harasser is back on the prowl. Oh, just completely unrebuked. back on the prowl. Unrebuked. Parents like, seem to be fine. Mr. Podiatrist is back. But I do need to take a moment when we go back to <clears> when <throat> Robbie and Julie have their moment that Reagan so eloquently acted out for us. <laughs> I just gotta say, and again, I beat this damn drum and I need to stop, but Robbie makes it all Julie's fault. Because she likes the white lie. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I totally glossed over this. It is all your fault. I can't believe you lied. Because of course, white guy can do whatever the fuck he wants to. But it's normal because he's a guy and that's normal guy behavior. But heaven forbid a woman. Mm -hmm. And it's really because she also admits that her fiancé did not break up with her last New Year's mm -hmm. Eve. She broke up with him. So now they think that she's this horrible person and he tells her, well, I was only dating you because I pitied you. Because, Ooh. of course, that's the only thing that happens in Hallmark movies. Which is like, homeboy, please. Like, really? <laughs> really? The only woman way you need a woman is to help you get in and out of that suit so you look so good. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. With your AP suit and your gold ring, yes. I don't need anybody taking pity on me. See, this no. is the problem with Hallmark movies. These women do not appropriately take these men down. No! To, take these men to task. Mm -mm. Like, because, mm -mm. listen, th oh my gosh, they need more black people in Hallmark movies. Anyway, let's just, let's just sail on from this. I can't. I but really they can. would then turn, turn blackness into something else. That's true. Because they've turned whiteness even more corny than it really is. <laughs> and I can admit, I'm complete. I'm the, one of the palest people I know, and we are corny as hell. 
<laughs> but this takes it to another level. That's true. That's true. You're right. All right. All right. So Back to acting to normal. We get to the mom running out conversation. Okay. Major issues with this. Oh my gosh. So at some point, Joe, Joe Law, Robbie, <laughs> realizes. Grandma's back, is in the hospital again. But yes. she's alive. Because even though she almost looked like she was dying, she's still alive. Because they need to hold her on. She just got tired. She's the reason that all this stuff happens. We need to keep her here. Absolutely. So grandma didn't die. Sorry. That's a crucial point of the story. Um, because it really does, you know, fire on the rest of it. So, um, Joey addresses his mother, sorry, Robbie addresses his mother about this running out. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, everybody's still like, where's Julie? Where's Julie? Why don't you get back with Julie? And he's like, you know, we need to talk about this when you left situation, right? Like, this abandonment. Like, obviously, I can't But he doesn't even say, I have abandonment issues. No, that would have made sense. He's like, let's just talk about this randomly out of nowhere (laughs) to get the heat off of me. And she thinks, like, what what are you talking about? Like, we're done with that. We don't need to talk about that anymore. Like, she's embarrassed. Exactly, right? Which is cool. But doesn't want to acknowledge that this is obviously still impacting her son. To oh a my, large How degree. does no one get this in this movie? No one gets it. I and mean, then the sister who never says a word says, I want to know too. Like, yeah. glad you threw her a line. Yeah, she's usually, she's pretty much been mute the entire time. And yeah. now I didn't even know like, she could talk, frankly. Me too, mom. I want to know. <laughs> and, and go ahead and tell mom's expression because I will go off on this. Okay, so mom's like, oh, yes, I just, I needed to... I needed a break. I needed some time away. Like, it was just so hard. Like, there was two of you, and it was rough. And and so I would go out, like, to the movies or to the mall. And at that, so cut right there. At that point, I'm thinking, bitch, were they, please. Were they bitching about her leaving for a couple of hours for some time to herself? Because, listen. But we don't know how old they are. I have the got a massage. <laughs> well, but. I'm here with you right now. You are here with me. But your son, who is five, is at home with his father. That's true. Well, no, I think they were at home with their dad. They weren't at home with their dad because then why would grandma have to come to the rescue? So this is what I have to say. Like, hold the fuck up at this point. So you just needed space. So you go to the movies instead of taking care of your children. Like, all moms need space. Total, total respect to moms. Was a stay-at-home mom for two years. And man... When my husband at the time got home, here's your kid. I need to go hide in the bathroom. Like, we all need space. Completely get that. Would never leave my kid in the house by himself. Really. I mean, maybe have a fantasy once in a while, but never actually do it. And all we know is that she does this a lot. And that the last time... Sorry, Joey. His name's Robbie. Robbie was 14 years old. So, you know, at 12, 13, 14... See you later. I'll be back in a couple hours. Fine. Right. right? But, like, walking out the back door without even telling anybody? And, and your then, kids are under the age of 12? Yeah. Well, and then she said, the mall, the movies, the motel. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> The where, motel. Oh, my gosh. The motel is decidedly different than the mall and the movies. Right? The mall, the movies, that's, like, a couple of hours mm-hmm. of just, like, I need some space and I need a break. Fine. That's no problem. The motel, like, now you're gone overnight. I, I mean, like, what? I mean, I'm gone overnight for work, but, like, that's totally different. Yeah. Like, but if you thought that you were going to hurt your child, you'd go lock yourself in the bathroom. But she you did not say. Leave the pre- no, but she's like, and the last time at Christmas, oh, my gosh, there were too many people under one roof, and I just couldn't take it. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, that's called in-laws. Like, what the hell? That's, that's just a crazy life. Christmas house. Right. Like, we all we, go through This that. is stereotypical. 
stereotype at Christmas, but it is a stereotype for a reason. You cannot. I I hate shaming moms. I hate no, the whole idea of mom all. shame. But but she put the dinner on the table and ran out on Christmas. <laughs> that seems like she wildly didn't even odd. tell anybody. No. And she and they're in this hospital room and she's like, well, you know, it just got overwhelming. But it's okay. I still love you. And they're all hugging. And I'm like, oh hell no. That's like five years of therapy, at least. And some major crying between the two parties. Like, Absolutely. you don't just get over that. And Absolutely. by the way, I just, the dad, and the dad's like, I call him Daddy Dearest at this point because that's how <laughs> pissed off I am. Daddy Dearest is, well, you know, if you run, you got nothing. And I'm thinking to myself, that's exactly what your wife just did. You freaking idiot. We clearly have a different idea of what happened in this household. <laughs> and why didn't Mommy Dearest understand that you, oh. I don't know. I just think it's irreparable damage if you just leave your kids in the house and run away. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure that if, like, I wish we could do a where are they now. And Julie really? and Robbie are clearly married and their kids, maybe, has Robbie run out? I don't know. <laughs> no, Robbie has not run out. I'm just asking. Okay, so at some point, they have this story that we're all in the healing She's phase. She's totally rolling her eyes and raining me in. <laughs> we're healing, we're in the healing phase. He goes again back in the deep V-neck to the club or the bar to see his token black friend. Uh Uh-huh. Who, by the way, I think left him a voicemail about, like, you owe me a hundred dollars, but he's like, where's that C note you owe me? Wait, I, I, okay, I know I've heard this term before. I have no idea. Is that supposed to mean a hundred dollar bill? Yes. What? Where did that come from? There is, I just, I don't have my academic mind. I'm like, there is not a C on the $100 bill. Where? No, but yeah. like, you know, like a, um, a century, a set, like okay. set, you know, everything 100 is I get like, it yeah. now. So right. it's like a C note. So, but nobody says that. Nobody, yeah, well, no, I haven't. No cool person actually says, yo, in 2012, yo, homie, where's that C note you owe me? <laughs> and he says it on ghetto. Like, stop it, Hallmark. Stop it. Why? Because his suit has just as many pieces. <laughs> As Mr. Robbie's. <laughs> Why can't his black friend call up and be like, hey, Joe, or sorry, hey, Robbie, what's up? Um, you owe me money. He can still be colloquial, but he doesn't have to be ghetto, like, where's that C-note? He can just be like, hey, dude, I need that hundred bucks you owe me. Like, yeah. why can't he just talk like a normal person? And of course, it was a voicemail, so they had to black it up. So they did do like C note and then make him sound all like, mm-hmm. yo, I need that C note you own. Like, why does that have to sound like that? Like, ugh, I'm so irritated by that. Was so, he drunk when he left the voicemail? I don't remember. I know he was drunk when he. Done the I assumed he was drunk and maybe that's why I thought it was okay, but no. No, no. Again, not, not okay. Really? No. And New York Hallmark City, is no. clearly trying to like pin him in a corner and oh, completely paint him with a brush, a, yeah. a ghetto brush. <laughs> yeah. The only thing they didn't do was arrest him. I mean, really. Let's put it into perspective. <laughs> they are just, they are painting him with a ghetto brush. So, they, so we're getting to New Year's Eve. Let's, let's get to this. We gotta yeah. get to this the wrap up point. So, they both go out and it is not working out. No. <laughs> Jay, Joe Law is at his, his homeboy's party at this bar. And, and homeboy has a white and a black girl in yeah, his arm. He is so draped he over these these chicks, and it is very. Joe Law's not feeling it because he misses he misses crazy liar chick. That's right. His deep V neck is not is yeah. not feeling this party. Because no one's gonna rip it off the way she would. That's right. So that's not working out. On the other hand, 
She's back with podiatrist guy who's <laughs> drooling over some other woman's feet. Which yes. In a completely like if you have a foot fetish, so fine. Odd. But so odd. But really, yeah. Public places like that, that's a little. So Ooh. she clearly went with him like to his work party, and then it wasn't working out. She finds her way out of that situation happily. And she finally does get the nerve, though, which is kind of cool to tell him, look, because she starts to pretend like she has a migraine, and then she's like, oh my gosh, I don't have a migraine. I just don't want to see you. Blah, blah, blah. Like, thankfully, great, she grew a pair and did that. So, (laughs) um, which we all need, really. We need a pair. And then she hightails it back to her own office party, office, you know, uh, New Year's Eve party, which, great, that's probably what you should do. The sports writer guy, because to make you feel better, you always need to be sexually harassed by an ex football player. (laughs) That's right. Can we just, can we admit that Joey Lawrence walks and runs very funny? I don't, I didn't notice. Oh, I was just like, who? What? That, what? Anyway, Listen, moving on. Girl, stop trying to, stop breaking him down, okay? You are I'm not, sure he's very good in bed, but gonna, I'm just saying, the running. You're not going to make me think less of Joe Law. <laughs> Just stop, okay? Mm-hmm. He is Apparently my I'd end up with point. the token black eyes. After two rum and cokes, he is my everything. So, <laughs> so, they are, so of course they have to do this whole montage scene of like, you know, she leaves the party, he sees her get in the cab, but she doesn't hear him call her name out. So then, and of course... Okay, I have done New York City on New Year's Eve, like to the mm-mm-mm's party. Like, I've done it. Me and my girl Michelle, Michelle Magari, what what? If you listen to this, <laughs> big ups, girl. I miss you. Um, congratulations on your newly engaged self. Um, but we did this. We did New Year's Eve in the clubbing, and there is not one cab that you can get into. Thank you for this marshmallow, Milano. Thank you. Um, there is not one cab that you can find on New Year's Eve in New York City. Stop the hell with that. <laughs> Stop okay. it right now. All right. You can't she, find one on Christmas, but you can find one on New Year's Eve. But that she does is seem just weird. hopping into these cabs like they're just like water. And, and a pink sparkly dress and, and a pink wonderful big hair. Dress. And what? Her boobs were way down. It was weird. It but, was. I thought that too. I'm like, I'm pretty sure she hasn't had a kid yet. There's no reason for them to be that old. pulled her up a little bit. It was really odd. So that's fine Total though. body judging. What are we doing? I'm so sorry. But it, no, it was just more like, We why? love you, who girl. We love, yes. Uh, Emily. I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really don't know. But that sounds horrible. I'm so sorry. Somebody should have pulled her up. But anyway, there's been too much wrong. She's very, she's very beautiful and she's lovely. But somebody should have pulled anyway, her up. Anyway, she's um, in a cab because she's just waiting there. She's in a cab just, just for her. There's just plentiful cabs on New Year's Eve in, in 2012. Apparently, um, she gets in a cab. He's like Julie. She doesn't hear him, obviously. And then, and this is your part, the horse. <laughs> the because of the horse. vision. Because of the vision. His mom had a vision. That he's riding on a horse. Because she's doing this whole chivalry. Romance is not dead. Go after this woman. He says, you've never had a vision, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Family moment. Mom is a horrible mother. Moving on. <laughs> he's looking around. There are no cabs. But there's a freaking horse. Um, do officers ride horses in New York City? I think near Central Park they do. But I know they I have don't carriage rides. that as a general rule. Okay. So <laughs> the there's a the side. <laughs> police, uh, police horse that he hops on, obviously never having ridden a horse before. 
and chases her taxi down the road like the chivalrous white knight that every single white woman needs in order to feel fulfilled in life. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, we all it. need that, really. I mean, we all need it. Really? White or otherwise, we all need it. But I'm just... <laughs> so, I brushed a horse once and it got very excited, and so now I'm kind of freaked out by horses. I'm just going to put it out there. Listen, I'm just, I, like... I have done some horseback riding, like, work horseback riding. <laughs> I'm so glad you said horseback riding. <laughs> no, because you go to, like, like, I think I did, like, horseback riding in Hawaii with my mom, and then I did, like, horseback riding, like, on work trips, you know, like, yeah. like lame stuff like that. Like, like I did 20 it once, minute horseback and it totally, ride. like, I now know where the phrase hung like a horse comes from, because yeah. I was amazed. I'm not. Not turned on, but amazed. I'm not into horses at all. No, they're I'm just done. large, beastly animals that, like, I mean, if they fling Very graceful with someone else is riding it. Yes, I, it's beautiful to watch. Joe Law um, cannot ride one. No, and Queen's Boy is not going to know how to ride a horse, let's be honest. Do they um, even know what a horse really is? He looks very uncomfortable the entire time. So well, he's doing he has it. an AP suit. I bet they actually superimposed him on that horse. I bet you he was never even on that thing. All right, anyway, so he's riding this horse, trying to chase down her cab. Instead the of just, following him. Instead of just getting in a plentiful cab <laughs> and saying, follow that cab. He gets on a horse to follow a cab. Makes no sense. And mm -hmm. he falls off the horse, and that's how she realizes, oh my gosh, somebody behind me, because the cabbie's like, oh my gosh, what's going on behind this? Oh my gosh. And then she gets out of the cab. She sees him lying on the moment. ground. It's a beautiful moment. Which I was very happy about, even yeah. though I couldn't understand the horse. It does end kind of anticlimactic for me, though. Like, Okay, no, let's call the ending. You talk, yeah. What was anticlimactic about it? So, it's just like they, you know, they talk they, a little bit. I don't. They even kiss. What they people said. cheer. The police officers like, "What the hell did you steal my horse for?" Like, because the cop is really going to be that understanding. Oh right, yeah. He has the whole confrontation with the cop, which is like whatever, blah blah. But I'm in love with this woman, and yeah. so she's like, "Oh my gosh, he loves me. I may love him back. Right. This is wonderful." Let's. He doesn't him. tell her he loves her. He tells the cop that he loves her. Yeah. So there's that's that. what we all want. Right. <laughs> We want, we want to hear it through that, that you told somebody else that you the love third me. Party. Not that you told me to my face. Look Robbie, my Robbie's in love with Julie. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, this is totally elementary school. Um, check yes if you love me. And then, like, they have this. So the cop leaves, whatever. You better marry her. More pressure um, on the whole marriage angle. Yeah. And then they kiss. But it just feels kind of like... The kiss... Right before her holiday party with like creepy sports was way better. And then even the kiss under the mistletoe was way better. Yes. This should have been like the kiss to end There should have been kisses. an embrace, like a leg in the air. Like there <laughs> is. If we're gonna go quintessential romantic movie, I want to see 1940s. Oh yeah, I want like Spencer from, Tracy, Catherine from Hepburn, and Eternity on the beach, like with the yes. water. I want all that. Yes. Oh, that's what I want. And that's what Hallmark's game is. And, yeah. and this was just pathetic. Hallmark, you fell down on your game with this one. Like, Dude, then they walk off. And then, then, this is the part that just like, Hallmark, freaking real. They put the, the little things up. This is what happens to Robbie and Julie in one year. This is what happens to Julie's meddling Jewish mother. This is what happens to all these people. Like, do you really think that we care that much what happens after this is over? We are not that invested in these characters after one no. hour and 29 minutes. Because <laughs> that is as long as our podcast, by the way. <laughs> yeah. You could have totally watched the movie by now. Uh, but this was way better than watching the movie. Totally way think? better. And what killed, me, what killed me about the movie, too, was that 
this was so ghetto Hallmark, like Hallmark budget, that they couldn't even do the ball dropping oh, I know. on New Year's Eve. That like, was the whole thing. She so wanted they, to be near the ball dropping, and they don't even show it. They do all the counting. They're doing 10, 9, 8, and it's just like, they get to one, <laughs> and it was like, there was no New Year's Eve ball like you would see in New York City. Like, why even put it in New York City? Nothing. This could have been in freaking Keene, New Hampshire. <laughs> It's just, it's a mess. We're that close to Jersey. It is a complete mess, that being said. I might have teared up a little bit. I mean, honestly, this really is one of my And favorites. I do really like Joey Lawrence, even though the makeup game was just... just Too strong. It was a little strong for me. <laughs> it was the eyebrows, man. And this Don't troll woman, on his eyebrows. The, or no, Emily. <laughs> Emily Hampshire, that's her name. She was wonderful in it. She was lovely. Mary Lou Henner was great. She played a great sort of quintessential mom. Stereotype. It was stereotype after stereotype. It was kind of stereotype. stereotype, trope after trope, but it was beautiful, and I had a great time with it. So I did. as much as we sort of really went in on it in this, I mean, you got to love these Hallmark movies. and they really All of it are... except the Catholic mom. I'm still pissed <laughs> off about that. Robin's so mad at her. I got mommy issues. As much as you, as much as you make fun of them, um, they are they are a lot of fun. So they are. Um, we'll be doing more. We'll be doing more. Absolutely. So thank you so much for listening, Robin. Thank you so much for doing this with me. This was amazing. Sure. Next time, <laughs> next time we'll pick another drink that maybe isn't as strong. Yeah, so the intent is to do this with lots of other Hallmark movies. Um, the next movie. So what's the next movie you're doing? You're doing it uh, with yes. your friend Meg. I'm doing it with my friend Meg, who I've podcasted with before on my One and Done um, Mommy podcast. But um, So uh, Megan Parks and I are going to do a Hitched... For, no, this is Hitched for the Hand, Handcuffs, We're right? doing Holiday in Handcuffs, which is Melissa Joan Hart, so you know Clarissa explains it all, and Mario Lopez. Because the they're most, the perfect match. <laughs> But at least they have a Latino in there, right? <laughs> we love you, Hallmark, for doing that. Yes, for, for, thank you. for saucing it up with some with some diversity. We love that. Um, hope you loved this. We had a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, tune in next time. Sounds good. And we'll play you out with some some more Celine because it's the only thing as dramatic enough as this movie. That's right. <laughs>